When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now morning. Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. All right, here we go. Good morning to you. Welcome in. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And uh, the Golden Egg now in Startville, Mississippi. In a wild, wild, wild and wacky game. And uh, big-time momentum swings, Mississippi State prevails. And uh, I guess the party in the SIP moved to Stark Vegas? I don't know. I guess we can debate that throughout the, uh, th- throughout the week. I think there would have been several more slogans dropped and T-shirts and sweatshirts made in Oxford. Instead, Mike Leach hasn't tweeted about the game yet. And we're, you know, about... Four days plus removed. So why is there air? Why is there air? He's debating um, how fish fight or something on his <laughs> Twitter feed. Uh, and I'm not kidding because I just quote tweeted it. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. DancingRabbitGolf.com and uh, the Sportsbook and Lounge will be wild this weekend with conference championship games, including the SEC, uh, ACC, you know the drill, Big Ten. How about those Michigan Wolverines? Big 12, TCU trying to get in the college football playoff. And the Southern Cal Trojans uh, will be playing for the Pac-12 championship. And they're trying to get, they're playing to get in to the college football playoff. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. Uh, you can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. Give us a call. You can recap Rivalry Weekend in 15 seconds or less. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, at Bounds. And your Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. 
And as of right now, Lane Kiffin's staying in Oxford, Mississippi. So the two big stories were the fact that uh, Mike Leach was uh, kind of walking into a buzzsaw as he had dropped two golden eggs in a row. And if he would have lost again, he was going to keep his job, but it was going to be tough sledding in 2023. Um, and he and all the offensive assistants should give uh, Zach Arnett a $5,000 uh, Christmas present, whatever that is, a piece. Um, because Arnett and that D were, uh, were unbelievable uh, throughout the night. And they held Judkins and Evans and Dart on the ground. Dart was, was good through the air. But, uh, I mean, Blake, when, when, you, when you look at Leach needing the win and what it means, I mean, people were throwing trash on the field but this thing doesn't mean anything. Nope. There was a chair that hit the field. Um, coaches going crazy on the sideline. They showed, they showed shots of people in the stands going crazy. This rivalry means everything to yep. Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans from DeSoto County down to Gulfport and everywhere in between. So um, Leach got the win. Zach Arnett and his team uh, really hadn't played that they, I mean, they've had some good moments in 2022, but uh, not not a game like that. No. And knocking down the two-point conversion, that was a hell of a play call, by the way, that uh, was going to score with uh, Mingo darting through the interior of the offensive line on the little shovel pass. And Randy Charlton, I don't think he makes that play majority of the time. Maybe he does. And, and he knocked it down for MSU. And they seal seal the deal. We'll know. I uh, already got a text on bowl games. We're gonna have to let some things play out. Yep, we are. We kind of know the order. Yeah, for for a little bit. Ole Miss and State find themselves in a in a kind of bubble Cle- that they can be good. Clemson and LSU screwed MSU. Yes, correct. So I don't know if I mean you you got hosed. Um, you needed Clemson to win. I don't know what happened, and y'all don't care, so I'm just going to say it real quick. I don't know what happened in Columbia, South Carolina the last three weeks as far as offensive play calling, but they decided to have uh, a hell of a finish. And then uh, LSU decided to not even get on the plane, much less the bus, going to College Station. Yikes. And now A&M thinks they've found something, which is comical. Um with Jimbo Fisher and um, Wigman. So, and, and by the way, the young man is a true freshman, did did play well, and you can see there's a skill set there and, and so on. Um, and if Jimbo gets out of his way, which I don't think he will, then he could be pretty pretty darn good, but we'll see how that goes. Again, I'd, I'd like for you to uh, sum up the Golden Egg game and maybe something else that happened over the weekend. Lane Train, the Auburn deal. Um, looks like that's done, but Ole Miss fans already asking, you know, when do we, when are we going to go through this again? Well, still, because he hasn't signed the contract. And what does that mean anyway? He even asked that himself in his post-game press conference as Lane Kiffin waxed poetically after an Egg Bowl loss. Lane had done a really good job for three years masking, um, old I'm a brat, you know, Kind of a, a frat well, brat. We, we thought he had changed. Yeah, and man, he all last been. week wasn't good, but the post-game presser um, 
was a bad look. Bad. And um, John Sokoloff, is that That's right? That's correct. Yeah. I didn't even know who this guy was until last week when he dropped the whatever he dropped well, on Tuesday or something. The Cohen that, news was the first I'd ever heard of yeah, him. Yeah, and I didn't even know that he broke it. I mean, until yeah. somebody claimed he did, and then other people said he didn't, whatever. Um, and so when when he said that Lane would be the next coach, and of course, Ole Miss media were thinking the same thing. Um, and then he they got into a little bit of a, what would you say, a discussion? In the post-game press conference, Lane Kiffin and John Sokoloff. But, hey, John didn't back down. So, And that's what you're supposed to do up there. I mean, you know, you, you're supposed to kiss the ring and, and do as the 21-point bullet sheet says. So, um, Sokoloff, mm. I think he's an Indiana grad. He doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. No. He, he doesn't. Yeah, it was it was a crazy weekend of upsets. As you said, you know, Ohio State-Michigan game was wild. We can get into all that, but I don't know how much. I mean, I guess that's an upset because it was at Ohio State, but it was two highly ranked teams. But for LSU to go down like they did against ineligible to go to a bowl game, Texas A&M, for South Carolina to do what they've done now in back-to-back weeks is is pretty remarkable, as you said. Beating Clemson, uh, it, it it was a weekend of weird results. And it got kicked well, off on Thursday. It was a wild rivalry weekend. It, it was South Carolina winning, Michigan winning, Mississippi State. The, you but know, Arkansas dropping to Missouri like that was a weird game. Yeah, although that line was you know right there, and and I almost bet that like ten minutes before. Well, actually, I did try to bet it, and it was off the board. Maybe I was like two or three minutes within the window. Um, but. Mississippi State won on the road, and their quarterback didn't play well. Now, that doesn't happen now with the way the game's played. Yes. As a, for years, it, it wasn't – things weren't driven through the quarterback position. I mean, Will Rogers did not play well at all. And you went on the road and beat an SEC team that may not be really good, but they're not bad. That doesn't happen. South Carolina went on the road to Clemson and won. Michigan went on the road to Ohio State and won. Yeah, you held Mississippi State held Lane Kiffin to his second ever game under 100 yards rushing as a unit. Was it 78? Only other time was against 2021 Alabama. I got it right. Um, The Arnett defense did what you had to do, which was stop Judkins, Dart, and Evans on the ground. Zach Arnett gave a gift to the Mississippi State offensive assistants. That is for sure. Not surprising either. Live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. The Golden Egg is now in Stark Vegas. Big Board coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot and believe me, 
It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. What's on the big board? You know, Mike Leach is uh, always talking about war and history, so I guess that was a counterattack. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Good morning. Welcome in. Uh, Mississippi State with the W in a wild game, 24-22. Um, their defense was outstanding. Uh, their offense just enough you know most important position on the field did not play well and um you know ball security yikes um and yet they were able to overcome that on the road i don't think many people would have bet on that that if will rogers fumbles twice and throws a pick and you win um and you fumble on the one-yard line. Yikes. And, and Ole Miss goes down and scores and has a chance to take it into OT. As we all knew they would Yeah, when that fumble happened. Which, by the way, three read option plays for Will Rogers in his career, three times hit behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, somebody Maybe don't needs call to that. tell either Leach or Will Rogers that he's not Nick Fitzgerald inside the five. Or the he's, not, he's not Bo Wallace. Yeah. I mean, Bo Wallace... I'd rather have that read option all day. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that's a low end. It's not even Nick Fitzgerald, Jackson Dart. Matt Corral could do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. I think the, the two plays that stand out to me, obviously. Was the Tulu recovery. Yep. Because that's a pit, that is a fit fumble six. What's his name? Reese was trying to scoop and score. Which I think in that moment was the right. I mean, who thinks? What's the percentage that, that Tulu makes that play? 1%? 2%? I mean, it's a tiny percentage play. With the, uh, his speed helped out on that play. Yeah, with the, and quick as a hiccup. On the a team condi- that maybe doesn't have a lot of the speed. conditions were nasty all night. They oh, were nasty all night, and and so you knew dropped balls, whether it was fumbles or passes or interceptions, were going to be a problem. 
it hurt Mississippi State at times, and it hurt Ole Miss at times because they had a chance to go up big early and maybe put the game not all the way out of reach, but certainly make it a lot more uncomfortable for Mississippi State. Yeah. Instead of nine to seven and sixteen to seven. So I, I would say um, the Tulu recovery. Well, and then scoring at halftime. I thought Will Rogers stepping up in the pocket. And hitting Tulu for the twenty-yard pass mm-hmm. when you it was sixteen to nine, and you know you just I'm sorry, sixteen to seven. Yeah, and you you were sitting there thinking Ole Miss had had some opportunities. Now Lane had, Lane's fourth down call is being debated already on our Ag Up Equipment text line, and the fact that he went with field goals. And then all of a sudden he goes for it on fourth and what was a long two and didn't get it. But I thought Mississippi State scoring going into halftime after yeah. not doing anything from the first drive until then mm-hmm. was uh, maybe not the play of the game because the defense had a ton of them, but uh, was huge. Oh, wait. One possession games at halftime. They were discombobulated. One possession games at halftime are different than two possession games. And there's something about. I, I don't know the data, but this is one of those it feels like things. It feels like a team that scores going into half rides this wave of momentum into the second half. Mm-hmm. I know they don't always win. I know they don't always do that. But it certainly feels like when you can quote-unquote steal points going into halftime, it just hurts more than giving up a touchdown just two minutes before that, right? It hurts a lot when you give up a touchdown going into the half. And so Mississippi State goes opening drive touchdown, nothing, nothing, nothing. Closing drive touchdown in the first half. Where have we seen that before? Uh, <laughs> and and so again, I would have I would have lost a lot of money if you'd have told me that Will Rogers. I, I would have thought that he would have to go over there and play at a super high level, and and he did not. Instead, uh, it was line of scrimmage play, the Mississippi State front. Um, getting after Ole Miss time and time again, and Ole Miss was 78 yards on the ground between Judkins, Evans, and Dart, and Evans had zero, you know, five carries for zero yards. It's incredible. We talked about that all week. And then Dylan Johnson, Marks and Johnson, but the fact that Leach committed to the run in the second, I don't know who told him to do this. Um, I would think the only people he probably listens to is is holdovers from Washington State. That's good and bad. Um, but somebody convinced him to commit to the run in the second half, and Marks and Dylan Johnson got after it. But really, I thought, um, well, they were both really good. But Dylan Johnson, both running the ball and catching it out of the backfield, who, who's been hurt the last three weeks, couldn't get on the field and was hurt Thursday night, that was kind of the pop that they needed to, uh, to burn the clock and wear down the Ole Miss defense. Ag up equipment text line. 601-885-3776. Recapping Rivalry Weekend. Also, the bowl shakeup. Um, now that LSU lost, you have to ask yourself, what, what's going to happen with this fourth spot? You know, Michigan beat Ohio State. They play Purdue. Clemson loses. They're out. So it doesn't matter what they do this weekend. Could Ohio State or Bama find their way in if something happens in the Big 12 championship game or the Pac-12 championship game? 
mm. that gets a little weird. Mm. And who would they take? 11 and 1 Ohio State or 10 and 2 Alabama? Mm. One gets drubbed I think at home. Bartu said last night they would take Ohio State, but I don't know if he was 100% on that. So that's something to think about. Um, and then Clemson and LSU lose and knocked Mississippi State down a couple of notches, but you're still going to be in Florida. I guess you could go the Outback, but it does look like the Gator. And maybe Ole Miss drops to the Music City Bowl. Oh. Although there's some, you know, wiggle room there too as to what all could happen because we don't know. We I think we now think that LSU will get smoked in the SEC championship game, but that's not necessarily the case. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just because they lost to a bad A&M team last weekend. I actually yep. think that they'll, you know, get up and play and and look different and so on. And while Georgia's really good, I don't think they're dominant. I, I don't. But they, they still may have a, a clear and clean path to, to their second national championship in two years. But maybe not. I, I don't I don't know. Um although it looks like we're getting a watered down version of maybe what we thought we were getting just a few weeks ago, but definitely going into Labor Day weekend. Because we kind of, we were like, oh, Georgia, Ohio State, probably Bama, you know. And Ohio State and Bama are on the outside looking in. Is Michigan for real is my question, too. Did Michigan Michigan beat Ohio State because Jim Harbaugh has spent his entire career making it about this game and finally got over the hump? Or did, you know, was was that the best they can play and they can't replicate anything like that? Or can they compete? With Georgia and I guess Southern Cal, that type, you know, maybe TCU, maybe Alabama. Well, Michigan won the game because Jim Harbaugh, partly because Jim Harbaugh's been there a long time, and two, because he hired Biff Pogey. And if you read that article on the yep. athletic.com on how it changed the trajectory of the program, yeah. it is a fascinating read of an unbelievable coach who nobody knew about who was hired, who had won like 13 titles at the high school level, who had become a multi, multi, multi millionaire mm-hmm. prior to going into coaching um, in the hedge fund business. And he and Harbaugh hit it off and Harbaugh hires him and the rest is history the last two years at Michigan. And, and that's big time staffing. We talk about that. Um, in this state and maybe who doesn't spend a lot of time on staffing and and, and who does. Um, but Biff Pogey is is the reason why, and he just took the Charlotte job, but he's still with Michigan through that game this weekend. Um, so Mississippi State wins the golden egg. Where do you think Mike Leach is with the fan base? Now that he finally won the rivalry game. Let's discuss on the other side. Tom Luganville at 8.30. Good morning. Welcome in. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
Uh, Mississippi State wins the Golden Egg 24-22. And uh, Mike Leach is no longer Ofer in the rivalry. And that'll be good for Mike Leach with the Mississippi State fan base. He'll actually get invited over somewhere in Starkville for drinks and some food or something um, in Starkville. Somebody text us on the Ag Up Equipment text line that the Golden Egg Trophy was in Ashbrook Country Club or something. I don't know where that is. Anyway, maybe Blake does. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Our SEC Insider Hits on Monday. Presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent, favorites.com, favorites.com. And yes, they do life insurance too. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com, thezone1059.com. And the Out of Bounds radio app. We'll have Tom Luganville and Steve Robertson on. Luganville at 8.30, Steve Robertson at 9.30 on the Yingling Lager guest line. I got it. Okay, Ashbrook Clubhouse, not Country Club. Ashbrook Neighborhood, got it. And uh, so evidently the Golden Egg was there yesterday. I don't know how it got there, but it did. And according to Chris, he was excited about it. So good for Chris. Um, Live in the Bank Plus studio. Zach Arnett was uh, really the talk of the town throughout the weekend and his defense, Crumity and Watson, among others. Did you see the total tackles? Uh, it, it went all... It, look, you've got DB, linebacker, linebacker, DB, DB, linebacker, DB, DB, linebacker, before you get to a D-line. Now, the D-line played really well, but when you play Ole Miss, you have to tackle in space and out on the edge... And even when, like, Malik Heath would catch the ball or, you know, Mingo, whoever, um, where I thought the point of attack from the DBs and linebackers to get the Ole Miss skill people on the ground, because if you don't, and we all know what happens, they'll go for 30, 40, 50 yards. And that was impressive. So whatever Arnett and the crew worked on and the message got across that Mississippi State defenders had to get those guys on the ground and the fact that Judkins never got going, um, which I think was a surprise to me, Blake, and everybody else in the stadium and watching TV, which just about everybody in the state of Mississippi was watching that game and not uh, and not the NFL. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Obviously, the Tulu, uh, Will Rogers fumbles, the balls, you know, Tracking, trending towards the sideline. You're looking at a scoop and score. Tulu comes out of nowhere and recovers it. Committing to the run in the second half uh, with Marks and Johnson. Both guys banged up, kept coming back in the game. They just stay banged up, but but give them credit. They, uh, they did what they had to do. I thought Dylan Johnson out of Greenville, Mississippi, you could argue outside the offensive line was your um, MVP on offense. Where would you go on defense? Would you go Bookie Watson? I mean, you could go any number of guys, and I understand Tyrus Wheat had two and a half tackles for a loss and was a minutes from, you know, number two was coming off the edge, and we talked about whether or not he could play um, when he hobbled off the field against East Tennessee State. He had a hell of a ball game. But Arnett really flexed his muscles on Kiffin 
and uh, Judkins and Evans and Dart and, and holding them to 78 yards. And the defensive line did what they needed to do. And again, the, the DBs and linebackers made tackles in space and just got guys down. And that's, yeah. Blake, I mean, Ole Miss is an explosive play machine, and they were not. Yeah, 39 on, for 78. Yeah. Uh, 39 carries, 78 yards. 39. I, I would have lost a lot of money on that. You just can't. You can't script that any better and look i love the idea that one game is indicative of of everything right this same defense got gashed by kentucky Ole miss is a better running offense through 12 weeks than kentucky yeah Ole miss was a top five rushing offense in the country although rodriguez smoked louisville again but i, I get where you're but going yeah for 12 for 12 games kentucky was not as good of a rushing team yeah offensively especially with the three-headed monster of evans judkins and dart Mississippi State stuffed them. They stopped them. And to me, we we talked about this in the in the break. Who's the offensive MVP? I think you can say Dylan Johnson. He had 20 total touches, 12 carries, 8 catches. Jaquavius Marks had 14 carries, 1 catch. Both of them were phenomenal. When you get your running backs the ball 26 times on the ground and they can be efficient, both of them over 5 yards per carry, that's huge. But that rush defense for Mississippi State, that's the difference. Because you kept Ole Miss off the field and you made them have to throw the ball. And Thursday, and Dart, by the way, played well. But Thursday, they couldn't get the passing game to work. He for just him. couldn't. Uh, well, first of all, they didn't get the explosive play. Correct. He was yeah. completing the passes, but the receivers were Correct. not running for another twenty-five yards. Or when they had open space, they didn't. I catch actually it. thought Dart looked really, really, really good, but they didn't get the explosive plays through the passing game, and they didn't get it through the running game. Um, and for Will Rogers to to not play well, and you still you know find a way to win, and, and I don't know what that's going to look like going forward, but um, that that was a tough deal, and the defense continued to bail the offense out. Yeah, throughout the evening. you went almost two full quarters without scoring. Yeah, you scored at the eleven and change mark in the first quarter, and you scored with pennies on the clock in the second quarter. That's that's who your offense has been on the road. Well, yeah, you've averaged 17 points a game, and you had a chance to score a lot more, but um, you can't fumble on the one-yard line. But bottom line is they won, and, and man, they had some guys step up and play well. Ole Miss had had the, the golden egg for two years. Back against the wall for Leach on the road. Kiffin had pulled the game at home two of the first three years. Have y'all noticed that's... What a recipe for success that is. Mm -hmm. Remember Jackie Sherrill? Just lined up for him. But, I mean, he took advantage of it, right? I mean, Jackie Sherrill, 91, at home. So he starts off what? Two and one. Dan Mullen had the game at home. Starts off two and one. Kiffin. Um, so it's all about, you know, when you come in, do you host the Egg Bowl? Everything had trended towards Kiffin. He had avoided Georgia. He gets Vandy every year, which is the gift of all the football gods in the Southeastern Conference. And the first year he and Mike went head-to-head, -head, the game was in Oxford. And Leach had to steal one on the road. Um, or steal one. Win one on, on the road. And so now you ask the question, where is he with the fan base? Mm. Um, you're now going to go to a bowl in Florida. Um, things were up and down throughout the year. Uh, and your offense is still a little bit of a mystery. 
but your defense was nothing short of outstanding, and your offensive line blew Ole Miss off the ball in the second half, Crazy. running the football. Crazy. Leach committed. I don't know who got to him. Um, I would think one of the Washington State guys and just said, basically begged Mike Leach to run the ball at halftime, and he did it, and they won the game. I think if they just go, you know, 80-20, 85-15 pass, Blake, they lose the game. Probably, yeah. Because it helped keep Ole Miss's offense Will off never the field. looked comfortable in the pocket, right? And Yeah, and it kept Ole Miss offense off the field. True. Uh, by virtue of the opposite was Ole Miss couldn't stay on the field because their running game wasn't doing what it did. For large portions of the year, that's how they controlled the, the tempo of the game. Stay on the field longer. Even though they had explosive plays and they were good at that, they were also great at chewing up the ground and running for five or six yards a carry. And it was in this game, it was the state running backs who ran for five or six yards a carry. Yeah, we didn't know that we would be talking about Marks and Johnson because Judkins was the talk of the town. And then Evans was also. And, and Dart was not comfortable you know, running around trying to get to the edge and make things happen because Arnett had an unbelievable game plan. But that's a good point. That's a good point. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9, the zone. Yes, so Freeze also hosted the game. So Jackie went 2-1. and one. Um, Mullen went 3-0. and oh. Freeze went 2-1 and one out of the gate. And Kiffin went 2-1 and one out of the gate. It sure is good to host that game your first year as head coach. When you ask the question, though, about Mike Leach and where he is with the fan base, don't get it twisted. Thursday didn't buy him next Thursday. You better win it again next year at home, and I know that's 365 days away, but it bought Mike Leach a cushion that he did not have in the first three years. Right. That cushion is not Taj Mahal fat. That sucker's still pretty thin. You're going to have to, as you said, improve the offense. Okay, going well, into next year. I'll flip it on you. With one of the toughest schedules in the country. They finished 8-4. He and went 8-4. and four, Yep. And they're going to go to a Florida Bowl. And their only bad loss was Kentucky. And they they don't have any explosiveness on offense in year three. But some they of were that, able to find a way. Some of that's coaching though, right? Well, it's recruiting. And, um, and then their defense was just stingy enough, you know, to, to get you where you wanted to go. And now both schools took advantage of a down SEC West. Um, Auburn and A&M fell apart. And Arkansas didn't really have any. They just never found any yeah. juice throughout the year. Yeah. You know? Well, the, KJ missing three games over the season killed them. Yeah. They were they were never consistent. You know, A&M lost because of the fumble. And then Missouri, they didn't show up. But then you beat, they beat Ole Miss. But to go 4-0 and against A&M and Auburn, that's the story of the West. That Mississippi State and Ole Miss went 4-0 and against A&M and Auburn? Like, for Mississippi schools, that's, again, it doesn't, that doesn't happen. Not 4-0 and against those two programs. Is Resdog back on the, the pirate ship? Because he had been talking about, you know, Firing. he was off, he was out on leech. And now he's telling us, uh, I told you so, on Re the Ag Up Equipment text line. Resdog, I think doesn't understand the concept of like the full season versus the small scale one game. Gotcha. Because Zach Arnett beat Ole Miss. He's amazing. But by virtue of that, you know, when he loses, I guess he's terrible, but Res Dog doesn't seem to understand that concept. Is Lane Kiffin staying in Oxford? He hasn't signed his extension. He's getting nine plus million. 
So he got a $2 million raise out of this. And, would and you- now there's talk that he never was offered the Auburn job. There's a lot of back and forth on how far and deep the discussions went between Auburn slash John Cohen and Jimmy Sexton slash Lane Kiffin. Either way, it was a distraction the last couple of weeks. Either way, Ole Miss limped to the finish line. And as Northwest Rankin Mike says on the Ag Up Equipment text line, the truth is Ole Miss was never as good as some experts said they were. The cupcake schedule finally came to an end. They were a decent SEC football team. You know, we debated that all during September and October. Yep. What was it? Who I mean, are they? The four non-conference games, pulling Bandy in Kentucky and Auburn before getting anybody else. What would that look like? Who were they really? And at the end of the day, eight and four is a phenomenal record in Oxford. Okay. Uh, and in Starkville and in Columbia, South Carolina and Fayetteville, Arkansas. I, I like to bunch those four teams together. You may yeah. you may want to throw Tennessee in there. They'll probably come back to life with Hendon Hooker gone. But those those teams are are capable of almost beating anybody because they've got really good athletes and so on and they're committed, some more than others. Um but they're also in a land far, far away from Georgia, Bama, and LSU. <laughs> yes. Is that is that fair? Yes, yes. Okay. So, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, at the end of the day, Ole Miss was an 8-4 and four team with one of the best schedules that I've ever, ever, ever seen as far as SEC West. If, if you flip-flop Bandy and Georgia, it's 9-3 and three and 7-5. and five. No question. Also, how much of the fan base did Kiffin lose with the last couple of weeks and some of his antics on Twitter, the way they played? They played a they played a fantastic game against Bama. Other than that, November was a big old steaming pile of cow manure. Yeah, as Dave Bartu does his analytics ratings and his efficiency numbers, they went from a top twenty offensive defensive efficiency team to outside the top 40s going into the Egg Bowl. I'd argue, looking at Egg Bowl numbers, they probably continue to go backwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the red zone efficiency was atrocious Thursday. It was. It so, was. Kicking field goals. And, and not then, even scoring. And then yeah. going forward on fourth down yeah. and not getting it. Now their fan base, I get it, you know, is like, hey, take the points. Well, well, it, it's, it's, it's raining. You're at home. Uh, You're the better team. And early in theory. on, he decided I won't point. Yeah, I don't know why he decided that time not to do it. You were the better team all first half. If you continue to just accrue points, the theory is that state can't mount as much of a comeback. And they made Will Rogers super uncomfortable for for all but like three drives. That's correct. That it, he looked uncomfortable for all but three drives. And and so I agree. Here's what I would say about Lane Kiffin and losing the fan base. If he does sign the contract, which, again, he hasn't signed, and I'll have to ask you to explain the eight years for people as well. If he does sign the contract and he does come back, I'd like to reference his counterpart on the baseball diamond, Mike Bianco, who also flirted with a suitor and came back. If you come back and win, nobody cares. No question. Here's the deal for next year. They drop Kentucky and add Georgia Uh at Georgia. Uh Uh-oh. And... 
Kiffin avoided Georgia his first three years. Mike got Georgia twice. Yep. That is a whole different ball game when you drop Kentucky at home and you play at Georgia next year. Yeah, I've been there. It's not a fun place to play. I have too. It's a wonderful <laughs> place to eat and drink and hang out. And it's a super cool campus. They will eat you alive. They And now that Kirby has put that thing on steroids, like I never thought that they would get there. Even worse. They just had too much Texas Longhorns in them. Yeah. They were too worried about the martinis and the music and the next cool band to come out of Athens and all that. Alabama doesn't care about their food on Friday night. They don't care about what band broke out of T-Town. They care about one thing, recruiting and winning. Yep. And I didn't think that Georgia would ever be able to make that transition, Blake, because I always called them the yeah. – when I've been over there, they were the martini clappers. Yeah. Hey, this is fun. We roll up. We wake up every morning. We know we're going to win eight or nine games a year, and that's just kind of who we are, and we're going to go listen to R.E.M. or whatever. Yeah. But they, they hired the closest thing to or, save them. Or go eat, you know, shrimp and grits and drink martinis and da-da-da. And Kirby Smart was like, Kirby Smart basically told him, look, I eat Wendy's cheeseburgers, and I don't think about that, yeah. and all I do is recruit yeah. and win. He's, I know, he is the closest. That's it's, it. it's surprising because when he went to Georgia, we all wondered what would he be like as a head coach because no one's replicated Saban. Even Dabo hasn't been able to replicate Saban the way Saban has sure. done Saban. Different deal because they're in Georgia with 11 million people. But, but the point is, is Kirby has said, look, we are going to do it the Alabama way, and we're going to win games the Alabama way, and you're going to get in line or you're going to get off the train. And it's worked. When all you talk about, like, like Georgia, when all you talk about is the party and the food and the music, you're not committed. Here's the deal. I've been to Tuscaloosa a million times. My dad went to school there, all that. They don't care about any of that. Nope. They don't care they, about the new place that's doing super culinary no. tacos and this and that. <laughs> they care about the, the 10th grade class right now. Yep. The 2026 class, or whatever that would be, yeah. um, in recruiting, and how many damn players they can they can sign. Yeah. Kirby Smart yep. did that at Georgia. Yep, absolutely. They Texas, yeah. I, I don't think Texas will ever get there unless they find a coach like we're describing. Yep. And by the way, can you imagine if Clemson was in the SEC West? I mean, I talk about how tough our programs are, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Where they swim, shark-infested waters, the most brutal division in all of college football. It's better than the next best division by 100,000 miles. Correct. Our, our programs are so much tougher than all these other programs that game day puts well, in their tier. Look at Ohio State. They were exposed. They've looked, they've looked amazing all year. Clemson in the, well, first of all, in the SEC East. But Clemson in the SEC West yeah. is 7-5 and five this year? Oklahoma. They're the same. Oklahoma will show us what for Clemson a rude could be. Awakening. I think Oklahoma and Clemson would be the exact same thing. So when we see Oklahoma come in they're, and they're losing to those teams, it'll be the same as what Clemson would do. In my opinion, Blake, they would be more Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Clemson and Oklahoma. Yep. I know we'll find out. Yep. But Clemson and Oklahoma At, would be more MSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina than yes. Georgia, Bama, LSU. In terms of like SEC future things, the one question I get asked more than anything else is what is the schedule going to look like both in like format and with Oklahoma and Texas coming, what will they look like? And I tell people all the time, Texas has a shot to be good, but they're so inconsistent. Oklahoma is going to be state and Ole Miss. Can they put together a 9-3? and three? 
Can they have a chance to go nine and three or ten and two at the end of the year with a game or two left? Sure. Will they go six and six? Absolutely. They are going to be Mississippi State Ole Miss more than anything else. Yeah. I'm 100 percent with you. Real quick before we go, to hey, the what break. if Mississippi State plays Notre Dame? I don't think they've ever played Notre Dame, Blake. But you can correct me during the break, or somebody can on the Ag Up Equipment text line. But what if they pull Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl? I think that'd be awesome. I'm all for fun matchups in bowl games, no matter what. Okay. Um, real quick, Lane Kiffin has not signed this extension, but can you talk to people about the extension being quote unquote eight years and how that's possible in a four year contract? Because state? they ran it through the private foundation. And um here's what people don't realize, and this is typical that uh you know, Ole Miss led the way on this. Um the four-year deal has done way more good, way more good than yep. harm or bad to both universities. And so now that Ole Miss went down this rabbit hole and may or may not have had to do it, but they did. Um, so now that they're running this this massive mega four-year rollover, eight-year contract through their private foundation, you know what's going to happen. Mississippi State will have to, their coaches slash agents will ask for the same thing. And also keep an eye on baseball for this thing too. Uh, because if you win, whoever your baseball coach is, whether it's Lamonis or Bianco or whoever's next, is going to look into that. I don't think you'll go that road route in basketball unless like one of these two coaches goes to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, but it had helped you so much more than it had hurt you. And saved you tens of millions of dollars. And people read the tea leaves wrong on this. Not surprising. Um, so now that you're locking that up, it is going to be interesting to see how much Leach pushes for this, one. And does this trickle out or into some other sports, especially baseball? That's the one that... Where would, some, some yeah. guys go to the table and go, hey, I'm under four years. I... Maybe you don't give me eight, but I want my contract shifted through the foundation, and I at least want six. Six years, yeah. Or Absolutely. seven, you know, whatever. So, um, I exp- that it was it was a uh, it's a desperate move. workaround. Yeah, they're trying to make a huge play. Right. Is he worth eight years, nine million to Ole Well, Miss? nobody, yes and no. Yes, yes, he, I mean, he has re-energized the fan base big time, uh, especially up until three weeks ago at, at a uh, kind of a Hugh Freeze-esque level. By the way, what's going on with Hugh Freeze and Auburn? Oh, what are we going to do with Hugh? Talented as a coach. You know, relatability to players. Another guy who can't stay on Twitter. And he can't stop DMing people. You know, a sexual harassment victim at Liberty. Just don't DM her. You're probably the Auburn coach today. Now, some people are going conspiracy theory that Cohen floated it for that all to surface so that he could go another direction. But what direction is that? Does he circle back to Lane? Probably not. Or is it Jeff Brom from Purdue? And here's the problem for Auburn fans. They don't know who Jeff Brom is. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. ESPN.